Hello, it's Rachel Collins here with the Self-Improvement Book Club. Today's book is I Thought It Was Just Me, But It Isn't by Benet Brown. So I've been on a Benet Brown kick because I love her books. She's the queen of vulnerability, understanding shame, promoting empathy. It's, it's all up my alley. So I read this one. I thought it was just me, but it isn't. Today, you're just going to have me on the podcast. So here I am reviewing this book. And some of the main points were that we often feel shame as the human race because we want to belong and fit in and have people like us. So the author asked, do you remember a time when you were embarrassed? So I thought about my own situations when I was embarrassed. And there is one that came to my mind easily. I used to work for the American Heart Association and I went around to local schools and I did their jump rope for heart programs where kids jumped rope and they raised money for heart disease. And often the principals would ask me to come and give a presentation in front of the whole school to give the school an award or to thank all the teachers for their hard work. So this one school, my biggest school, mind you, they raised the most money. I pull up to school and I'm like, I'm a little hungry. I'm going to eat. I think it was a York peppermint patty. Yes. I'm going to eat a York peppermint patty. So I ate it. And then I didn't look in the mirror. (laughs) I did not check my teeth. So I think you know where this is going. I walked into school, said hi to the principal. I remember her looking at me really funny. But she didn't say anything to me. So I go up and I give my presentation in front of the whole school. And I go back to my car and I check the mirror and I had chocolate on my front tooth. So it looked like I had a black tooth. And I remember feeling so embarrassed. And Benet Brown says this feeling of embarrassment is really shame. This stayed with me for days, weeks, months. I still think about it. Not often anymore. It was a long time ago. But that shame stayed with me a long time. And Benet Brown points out that shame is that feeling like I'm not good enough. Because we're social creatures, we want to fit in and we don't want to be thrown out of the tribe. So when we feel shame, it's because we feel like we did something really wrong and that we're not worthy. So one antidote to that is sharing your shame with other people and getting an empathetic response. I don't recall if I told anyone about my day, I'm sure I did, about my embarrassment. But hopefully they gave me an empathetic response. But I can't remember. I can't remember that part. So we are not alone and everyone feels this way, this shame, this embarrassment. And other the other side of the coin 
is that people can shame us. So I will again use my own example. I remember in grade school, I think I was in fifth grade, maybe. It was the last period class. I remember it was science class, last period. A kid came up to me and said, you have a big forehead. You should never not wear bangs. And that comment stayed with me. And I promise you, I have always had bangs since. Because I do have I do have a big forehead. And this is a way that society shames us too. We have beauty standards. We have the perfect people on TV or magazines that we try to compete with sometimes. Not everyone tries to compete with it, but all of us are influenced in some way by what's on the media or what our friends are doing. And that's hard not to be. So it's a real, so if you're not influenced by any of that, kudos to you. Because it is really hard not to be. Because it's the lie of perfection, which Benet Brown talks about in her book. This lie of perfection fuels shame and makes us, it makes us hard, it makes it hard for us to even care for others. If we're like competing with others or trying to one-up others, we're not caring for them. No. Because we're trying to be perfect and do everything right and not make mistakes. This takes away our humanity, our, our ability to truly connect on our imperfections. So, yes, others can shame us and we can take that as something we carry with us. So having to deal with shame and recognize it is helpful. So being able to recognize our shame does help it to be loosened and let go of. So the more we can notice and describe the shame we're feeling, the better we can handle it. You can do this with someone you trust, a good friend, a partner, a therapist, and let them know how you're feeling so that they can help you navigate it, hopefully give you an empathetic response, which Benet Brown says is the antidote to shame, being empathetic with another person. So what would be an example of that? So if I told my best friend that I have always had bangs because I think my forehead is huge and it's embarrassing to me, if she said, wow, that must be really hard to carry around, that's really tough, you know, anything like that, like understanding my feelings, they don't have to solve my problem. They don't have to tell me I don't need bangs or girl, you're beautiful no matter what, but just understanding that feeling I'm having is a a really good thing. So how do we recognize our shame? Often shame comes up in a couple different ways. It can be a feeling in our body It can be thoughts in our mind, 
or it can be kind of visual things that we get. So recognizing maybe where your shame shows up. Is it in your body? Is it in your thoughts? Are you replaying a moment over and over again you wish you could change? That could be shame. Do you have something in the pit of your stomach that feels like shame? All those help us to get to critical awareness, which gives us better perspective on shame. And to tell you the truth, whatever you feel shame about may not be anything you did or may not be about you. In the book, they give an example that there was a teacher giving a presentation at a school and she found that the audience was losing interest in her. And she realized it's because they hadn't eaten lunch and there was pizza promised at the end. So when she recognized they were losing interest because they were hungry and wanted to eat the pizza. It's not really about her and her not being interested. Like teachers have a really short lunch break and they just wanted that pizza. So probably if she would have given the pizza first and then the talk, maybe they would have been more engaged. Another point the book makes is that anger is a tempting way to cover up shame. But In the end, if you're covering up shame with anger, it only makes it worse. So an example of this is if you get really angry at someone and blow up on them, but really underneath you're feeling hurt or ashamed, then you're covering up those feelings with the anger. And in the end, that's not healthy if you don't uncover it. I always think of the iceberg example, like anger is the tip of the iceberg coming out of the water, but really there's so much underneath hurt feelings, sadness, loneliness, being ashamed, feeling guilty, any of that. So underneath anger is all those things. So the book points out that you should try to discover what's under the anger so you can really get to the root of the problem. Be vulnerable with someone, hopefully get an empathetic result. Um, empathetic response, not result, response. So I highly recommend the book if you want to learn more about shame and empathy and how we all struggle. We all struggle with this feeling and the more we recognize that, the more we connect as humans, that we all have something we're very ashamed of or things that have embarrassed us. And let's all talk about it, let it out with with people we trust, of course, so that we can start to heal that. Because if you heal that shame, it's a beautiful thing. So I hope everyone has a wonderful day. Thanks for listening.